Hello, everybody. This is Lauren. You're listening to Hen and Chief Chats. Um, I'm Lauren from Northwoods Poultry, and today we're going to talk about a really exciting topic for this time of year, which is hatching shipped eggs. So this time of year is a really popular time of year for breeders to offer eggs through the mail that you can hatch. Um, And so we're just going to talk about that kind of a masterclass, if you will, on what it takes to hatch shipped eggs. And uh, anyways, today's New Year's Eve and it was a big work day for us here at the farm. We did a lot of coop cleaning and just some really uh, stark realities, (laughs) I guess is the only way to say it, of just family life incorporating with running this hatchery just grouchy kids and everybody's cold everybody's muddy I don't know how it is where you guys are but the mud out here in Ohio is unbelievable I think on account of the fact that we've had such a warm mild and wet winter so far Though technically, I guess winter just arrived somehow. It seems like it's been winter forever already. But um, anyways, spring will be here before we know it. That I know for sure. And um, yeah, so let's just jump into this topic. Um, Shipping hatched eggs is a way that breeders provide their birds to the world. Um, but it does come with its fair share of risks as well. Now, from my perspective, getting, receiving shipped fertile eggs is usually the best way for me to acquire new genetics for our birds because, um, number one, they are more, much more biosecure than if you got chicks or adults shipped to you. Um, so, when you're receiving eggs, you have a lot more control over what happens once those eggs hatch instead of um, kind of leaving that up to the breeder as far as what they're exposed exposed to, excuse me. And um, so that is one major pro of getting shipped eggs. Another pro is that a lot of breeders honestly don't offer day-old chicks shipped Eggs are a lot easier to um, deal with. You don't have to keep as much in mind when you're shipping them as far as the fact that you're shipping a live animal. So a lot more of the small breeders that have really, really good genetics just don't even offer day-old chicks or adult birds for shipping purposes. So a lot of times this is kind of the only way that you can really um, have access to some of the really good genetics that are out there. So that's another pro. Also, just like from a distance standpoint, I feel a lot more comfortable receiving shipped eggs from, say, California than I do chicks. For the most part, chicks do okay. But um, if you're like way on the coast somewhere and you are wanting something from the opposite coast, shipped eggs are maybe a little bit more ethically um, responsible for you to look into. Um, Just something to keep in mind, especially, you know, it might be weird for someone who owns a hatchery that ships out chicks in the spring to say something like that but I do think it's something to be considered is you know what are the ethics of shipping chicks in the mail Um, and as a customer you kind of have control over that too so look into your hatcheries and where you're getting things from or your breeders 
as far as where they're located and um, kind of just decide for yourself, is that something that I'm willing to, um, you know, risk as far as live animals through the mail? So those are kind of the major pros of sh- getting shipped fertile eggs. Now, there's obviously major cons to getting shipped fertile eggs. And I always say the biggest thing going into hatching shipped eggs is to keep in mind and keep very realistic your own expectations. So as a breeder or someone who provides shipped eggs, we do offer hatching eggs from time to time. Um, It's kind of more of a side thing we do with our main focus being the day old chicks. But um, this time of year, I will offer hatching eggs occasionally if I have them. Um, And from our perspective, there is truly only so much we can do for these eggs to get them in the mail and to your door. Um, and once they're out of our hands, as sad as it is, there's a lot of things that are so far outside of our control that, um, it can be a really hard business just mentally to run because when things aren't going very well with the postal service, or you don't have control over, you know, your customer's incubating setup, And all you're getting is kind of negative feedback, like, well, my hatch rate was really terrible. And that's all you're getting all the time. We dealt with this a whole lot with um, the COVID issues through the Postal Service. It can be extremely disheartening as a provider of hatching eggs. Um, And I know personally, a lot of people that honestly have kind of quit or like pumped the brakes a little bit on offering hatching eggs just for that very reason. So it's extremely important as a customer, and I say this as a customer myself, as someone who has bought dozens and dozens and dozens of hatching eggs and had them shipped, um, it's very important to keep your expectations realistic about hatch rate. Now, um, again, I have had full hatches completely fail. And, um, I mean, I'm talking like two dozen eggs that just never hatch or never develop. This is honestly, you guys, very normal. (laughs) And I know that's kind of depressing, but it's just, like I said, the pros are, if you are able to get some chicks to hatch, you have those genetics, you know, on your farm to work with that otherwise you probably would have never had access to. And so you just have to weigh out the risk. Am I willing to take this risk on these eggs to maybe get a few birds out of them and be able to incorporate some new genetics into my flock. And for me, as someone who wants to provide quality chickens to our customers, that's almost always worth the risk. And I've even gone back to breeders two and three times to tr- keep on trying to get these some of these eggs to hatch. And luckily, thankfully, after you know a second try, a lot of times we're able to, you know, it, it comes through a little better, maybe has a little bit better of a travel experience, and I'm able to get some of these eggs hatched. But um, yeah, I just, there's just no easy way to get these new genetics. And um, this is just something we need to consider from the customer end. Now, um, here are some very practical tips that I'm going to provide to you as far as hatching shipped eggs. So let's say you've done your research, you figured out who you want to buy hatching eggs from, um, and you have them coming in the mail. Now, some breeders will offer you an option to have the post office hold them for you. Um, some will just do it automatically. We just do that automatically for our customers. 
Um, if the breeder offers you the option, I always suggest to have them held at your local post office. So basically, um, you know, from the shipper's end, I would just write hold for pickup or call for pickup and we would put your phone number on there. And when they arrive, this is kind of the same drill as like with day old chicks. When they arrive, your post office will call you and you can come pick them up. Now, the reason for that is um, it can really save you on those eggs getting put on a mail truck and who knows where your delivery route goes and where you are on that route. Um, it can really save you a lot of bumps and jumps on those eggs that can cause issues with the air cells. It's just an additional kind of precaution that can help you in the end. Um, so that's one major tip. The second tip is when you get your hatching eggs, you're going to want to kind of let them rest for about 12 to 24 hours after they arrive. But you're probably not going to want to go much past that because the fresher, the better on these shipped eggs as far as getting them put in the incubator. Um, but what I normally do is I'll open my box and I'll candle all the eggs to get an idea of how well they traveled. Now, obviously, if you have a broken egg, um, they, pr they probably didn't travel very well. Um, they probably had a rough time. It's pretty unusual, honestly, for you to receive a broken egg. I don't think that's actually ever happened to me. A lot of breeders are really, really good about packing their eggs. Um, and that's something that can fairly easily be avoided unless they've just been totally manhandled. Um, and some people will even say like by the fact that they're marked hatching eggs or live embryos do not x-ray fragile and all that. Some people will say that that causes the post office to treat them worse I don't necessarily think that that's true. That hasn't been my experience. I genuinely try to think that people are a little bit more kind than that. Um, but anyway, that's just a little side note. So what I will do is um, I'll candle the eggs. And what I'm looking for when I candle the eggs right after opening up the box is I'm looking for, number one, hairline fractures. So any cracks that you can't see just visually, you'll be able to see when you candle. Um, if you do have some hairline cracks, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't incubate that egg. What some people will do actually is, um, kind of patch the crack with, um, some candle wax or some beeswax and that egg can sometimes hatch just fine. Um, I personally don't usually incubate any eggs that have hairline cracks. I just worry about bacteria and issues like that. So, for myself, I will usually just discard those at that time. And then the second thing you're looking for is the air sac. You're looking to see the viability of the air sac. Now on the fat end of the egg, so you know how an egg is shaped on the fat end, those fat ends should all be facing up in the packaging. And, um, that air cell is just going to be at the very top of that fat end. Now an air cell that is intact will stay right there at the top. You'll be able to see it when you put the light on the egg and, um, it won't be really moving around to other parts of the egg. It'll be perfectly circular. And that is a great intact air cell. Now an air cell that has become detached is usually an indicator that in the shipping process, they have been jostled around a bit. Um, and there's some detachment of the air cell. And what you'll see is, it's almost kind of like a saddle shape or kind of a weird like eight shape looking air cell. And um, it might move around a little bit or wiggle as you kind of move it around. And that means that the air cell has been detached. 
Now, not all hope is lost if you have a detached air cell. I have hatched plenty of chick out of eggs with detached air cells. Um, but it is going to affect how you need to incubate them. So, um, you have candled them, you're letting them rest for 12 to 24 hours. You're getting them in an incubator as soon as you can after they've rested a little bit. The reason for the rest is if you do have any of those detached air cells, resting them a little bit will kind of, at times it's not like a hundred percent, but it will kind of stabilize those air cells a little bit, just letting them rest and kind of get used to the humidity in your home and kind of the environment that they're in. So that is what to do immediately after receiving your eggs. Now, the next thing is obviously incubation. So you're going to put your eggs in. You want to remember what day you put them in so that you know when to take them out or when to, um, you know, prepare for the hatching environment. Um, so for shipped eggs, you're going to turn the eggs just as you would, um, you know, eggs that you might get locally or from your own chickens. So um, most incubators come with an option to get a automatic egg turner. And I would suggest getting that for me. I know personally, I would never remember to turn my eggs when I need to, but they do need to be turned at least a few times a day. So um, if you are like me and know for sure that you're not going to remember to do that, I would suggest investing in the automatic egg turner. Now, you're going to prepare your incubator. You're going to want to make sure it's at the right temperature um, and humidity before you put the eggs in. So incubators are kind of a whole other conversation, and I don't think I want to go into that right now. We will definitely have an episode about incubators at some point. So just stay tuned for that. But let's just say you've done your research, you have your incubator, you're going to fire it up and get it ready. Probably a good time to do that is in that resting period, that 12 to 24 hours um, and shipped eggs, you do need to turn them just like you would any other. Um, the key difference on shipped eggs is on day 18, when you go to candle and you see which eggs are going to be viable for hatching, um, you are actually going to hatch your eggs upright in an egg carton or hatching tray of some kind. Um, so that air cell will remain facing up during the hatching process. And basically what that does is when the chick is trying to hatch out, it's critical that the chick kind of is aware of where that air cell is because that's kind of what they hatch into as they're coming out of the egg. And um, when the air cell is detached like that, they can kind of uh, hatch into the wrong spot and they will sometimes drown or they won't be able to get the air that they need in the hatching process. And that can be really devastating. Um, so it's critical to keep those eggs stable. If you have them laying on their sides, just kind of scattered around the hatcher, um, once some of the chicks start hatching, it's very easy for them to get bumped around and rolled and moved, which normally is okay, but with air cells being detached on the shipped eggs, it's very important that you keep them upright so that they're stable and staying in the same exact spot. So as that chick is trying to work its way out of the egg, it knows exactly where it needs to go. And that spot is not moving around. So they're kind of like, you know, a chick is not going to be able to like chase the air cell around and figure out where to hatch through. Um, so that is one tip that significantly helps your hatch rate on shipped eggs. So um, again, we'll talk about incubation and humidity rates and temperature rates and all of that kind of stuff at some point. But 
these are some specific things that will really help you with hatched eggs. Not hatched eggs. All eggs are hatched eggs. Shipped eggs. I did want to also mention as well, um, another thing to keep in mind is fertility does not necessarily equal viability. So um, a lot of people know the trick of like being able to tell if an egg is fertile. Um, you look at the yolk and you'll see a big old bullseye and that means you have a fertile egg. Now, an educated customer would possibly, you know, receive a batch of shipped eggs and they're looking at one of the eggs to see if it's fertile. They see that it's fertile, but these eggs never develop. Now, that does not mean that the breeder has done something wrong. Um, there's umpteen reasons why an egg that is fertilized does not ever develop. So, um, a fertilized egg is not necessarily a viable chick in the end, if that makes sense. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Um, I think it's just really important to be, um, a good customer, honestly, just be transparent and open with your breeder or your hatchery that you're providing that, you know, is providing these eggs. And, um, most always, uh, breeders are willing to work with you and they understand if you had just like a terrible hatch rate, um, and, you know, they can maybe help you troubleshoot for next time or offer you a discount on, you know, eggs shipped again. Who knows? Everybody has different plans or different ideas of what they're going to do for people that have bad hatch rates. But the key is to just, um, keep your expectations in check. And, uh, again, I'm not saying this just purely from a standpoint of, Hey, you know, I'm providing these eggs and you need to be a good customer to me. No, that's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm the customer most of the time. And uh, I've learned the hard way that it's really just a big expectations game. So anyways, I did want to mention here as well. um, I talked about on our first couple of episodes, our Patreon page and some exclusive content that we're doing just for patrons there on our Patreon page. So you can subscribe at two different tier levels. You can check all that out over at, on Patreon. Just search for Hen and Chief Podcast or Northwoods Paltry. Um, but I am going to be offering kind of a companion episode to this episode. And that will be exclusively for um, Patreon subscribers. And that episode is going to talk about... Um, how to ship hatching eggs from the breeder end. So kind of just some quick how-to tips. Again, I said on our first episode, I'm wanting to help people maybe monetize their chicken business or their backyard chicken habit just to kind of support their habit that they've gotten into. And um, shipping hatching eggs is a great way to do that. So I'm just going to talk through kind of just from experience some tips tips and tricks to get your hatching eggs out into the world. So um, check that out over on Patreon, and that would be a great kind of companion episode to this one. Um, So yeah, and I also wanted to mention before we go, if you could leave a rating or review wherever you're listening to podcasts, Um, I personally listen to them on iTunes, but um, or Apple Podcasts, whatever, whatever it's called these days. But uh, just um, if you're enjoying the podcast, leave a rating or review. And I think that really helps podcasts to get seen and kind of move up in the, uh, you know, the feed of different people that are looking for podcasts to listen to. So I really hope this was helpful to you. If it was, make sure you share with like your chicken friends. Maybe you have a friend who's 
wanting to hatch some shipped eggs this coming winter. And now is a perfect time to really kind of dive into things you should look for and what exactly to do because it's not as straightforward as just pulling eggs out of your chicken coop and hatching them just right at home. So um, I hope this was helpful and we will catch you later. Have a wonderful new year. 2022 is already here. I can't believe it. Um, it's going to be a really great year. I'm excited and um, I hope you guys have a wonderful and happy new year.